our bodies aren't like a car that a mechanic can just go and take things out and replace them. And although we try to do that, it does have like repercussions, but it's one of those individual things. But I think it starts with the power of the mind. All energy and information within our entire reality is radiating from infinite zero points. The universe is a hologram and all that exists also exists within each point or zero point. It is both nothing and everything. Welcome to the Zero Point Podcast, where you will receive information, stories and perspectives relevant to the nature of our times. For some, what is shared may have zero point. For others, it may assist them to reconnect to zero point, a place of neutrality, creation and expansion through this great transition. I'm Madeline Doherty, your podcast host. Through combining my background of journalism with my now professional work in traditional astrology and energetics, I intend to offer you a multi-dimensional perspective that is grounded in truth. This episode, we have the pleasure of having my sister Elise jump on and have a chat with me. And we're going to be talking about the science and the energetics behind healing and transformation. We've had lots of chats in the past and I felt like we needed to record a discussion about this and I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of many to come. And this blend with science and energetics is definitely something I'm seeing more people dive into, more people speak about. And I'm really excited to chat and thank you so much for jumping on and speaking to me today. Thank you so much. So I really wanted to dive into, because I guess where I'm at right now is I've been doing energy healing, energy work, you know, working in the invisible unseen world for years now. And I never thought I would get to this place where I'm craving the science. I love the woo-woo. I love the mystery. I love the miracles. I love the... I don't know what's real and what, you know, that kind of space, the abyss, you know, I love that. I've got to the point now though, especially probably diving into healing work essentially as my profession, full-time work, and looking at people's, I guess, integration periods, what's shifting, what's not shifting, why it's shifting, why it's not shifting, I really wanted to unpack that and understand the science behind it because for me, like my work really is in what the result people get from me holding space for their healing, which really is what it is. You know, I really do believe that people's spirits heal themselves and our body can heal itself if given half the chance, right? So... I'm in this space now where I've actually transitioned a lot from working in the invisible world, doing working on the invisible body, doing a lot of that work, and now moving into this new way of doing things that I've learned recently, which I'm loving. And I'm seeing quicker integration periods. And I want to unpack this with you because I feel like we've dived into this before. We've dived into... I guess, the physical level of trauma held within the body and things like that. But, you know, the way I see it at the moment, like there are so many modalities out there and there's so many people that aren't even using modalities that are having huge shifts in their life. You know, I'm seeing people losing weight and that changing their entire life, the way that they look at the world, the way that they move through the world, Um, the jobs that they want to do, the businesses they're starting, just literally from going on like a 30-day cleanse or cutting something out of their diet, there's actually a shift in their entire reality. Shift in their cells. Yes. And I know like I'm really interested in epigenetics at the moment and understanding that a little bit more. And I think, yeah, there's a few people speaking about that more so in the spiritual world than there has been in the past. And I think that that's really I mean, it's crucial now, even if you look at the energetics of it, as the feminine rises, you know, it's met by the masculine and there's this divine union. And I really see like the spiritual energetic world, the abyss, the dark matter, you know, if you even look at the the atomic level, like the dark matter is like held by this structure, this form, the masculine. And I see this kind of coming 
as a unity, like this unity that's occurring in the way that we look at this kind of stuff. And we were talking about, so I want to dive into it. I don't know what question I want to ask. I guess I just want to like put it out to you, but like, what do you see as happening? Because I know we've spoken about like, for instance, people losing weight, they're obviously losing toxins, I guess, in the body that are changing the environment. Like, let's dive into that. Like, what's the first thoughts that are kind of coming up for you around all that and how people can just shift purely by changing their lifestyle or the choices that they're making? The first thing that comes to mind is there has to be something to inspire that action. And pretty much what I've learned is it's a decision. Most of the time, it's a painful one because we always go towards pleasure and away from pain, but more predominantly away from pain because it's louder and it hurts. <laughs> so whether it's a buildup, it's like what people talk about when they say breakthrough. It's that moment that that's like, that's enough pain. And that pleasure of that vision of me is better and this pain is too bad. So it's like a, a click. So that's where I believe from what I've learned and studied like a little bit in neurolinguistic programming and also just like all that. What then happens from that would probably come from the ripple of the power of the mind because once you've made that decision, that that can all of a sudden make you consistent in the habits, the behaviours, the choices that you make from that moment. Obviously, no one's perfect and everyone's human, but compound effect of better choices, 1% better every day is better than neutral or less, you know. So, yeah, that's where I would say it would start in terms of what's happening physically that I guess comes back to the fact that it is obviously very by individual because it depends what's happening in the first place. Our bodies aren't like a car that a mechanic can just go and take things out and replace them. And although we try to do that, it does have like repercussions, but it's one of those individual things. But I think it starts with the power of the mind and those habits would be the cleansing that happens that you were talking about you know, our body regenerating consistently, our cells regenerating at different times. Essentially, like, you're just cleaning, but you have to make the decision to start with. So by cleaning, I mean shifting habits that of this, like, built up of all this, you know, whether that's physical, chemical or emotional stress over a lifetime. Like I often joke about like with my chiropractors because I've got multiple chiropractors and I love when people, I used to work for one as well. And it was so funny when people would come in and they wouldn't get, I'm not going to say instant relief because some of them did, but there's, there's people who like, they might come back multiple times and not find massive relief And they're confused even though they've been putting physical, chemical and emotional stress on their whole body and their nervous system for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and they think two, three visits are going to reverse that. It's a cleaning process. It's kind of like a threshold, I guess. Yeah, there's so much I want to say. First of all, wow, such a crucial point you make. It's the decision for someone to make that change. And I think about people coming to me for a healing, the willingness of them, you know, to actually be there and to shift really that intention of I'm coming for this issue, I'm wanting to shift this and I'm open to shifting this. They do, they do see that shift and they're committed to as well integrating that, right? And allowing for that rewiring to take place as and well. Often something's happened and they've just pushed them over and they're like, I'm booking in with Madeline. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get a lot of people that are on that edge of like, help me. <laughs> like I've tried everything or I'm in a mess or I don't even know where to begin. I just know that I need to, to shift and our spirit knows exactly what we need. You know, whatever comes up in a session, we're given keys and that's exactly what we can work on. But it's that willingness that's needed for, I mean, that is really number one when it comes to healing. And that's what I've seen as well. You know, I have seen people 
they've come in and you can almost tell and also observing like even my friends, some of my friends, like some people really choose to be in certain states. They make that choice because it's serving them in some way. And whether that's something that they've set up in a past life or in this life, it's serving them in some way or they've created it for a reason. So it's that willingness to shift it, really, could that be the core thing? Because it's without healing, without any of this stuff, if you're willing to shift the way that you move through the world, the way that you think, and you're really committed to that, maybe that's all it is. And I know we were speaking about as well, like you were saying, like the layers, it's like, we've both actually studied a bit of kinesiology and, and how different emotions are linked to different organs and meridians and that type of thing. I've definitely noticed there is a consistency in where emotions are held within the body. And we were speaking about like we had this aha moment because I was really looking like looking into the integration period for some people. It's like some people shift like straight after a session. It's just like instant. And then some people it's two weeks. Some people don't shift at all. You know, this new method, I'm definitely seeing more quicker shifts, but I was thinking about it. And then that's when we spoke about, oh, hold on. So what if something happened in a past life or in this life or some kind of projection from a parent that that person has taken on, held within their body, they've consciously maybe also unconsciously or with spirit released it but their body the cells of their body still have a memory of it and you know I think about like our holographic reality like our cells are a universe in their own right they are a fractal of the hologram so if they have their own memory and their own I guess song and frequency could it not be so that they could then recreate that or hold that same frequency if they're not nurtured in an environment where they can actually have that shift or have that integration into what that being wants to now hold the the way they want to live and that type of thing and yeah we were talking about like (laughs) I mean it would be a really cool case study to do like for people that have had a broken heart or held a lot of anger to see how long it takes them to shift it and also how long it takes for the cells to regenerate in those areas <laughs> to see if there's any kind of correlation because our body is so incredible and I think we forget how intelligent it is because it just does what it's doing when we're not even thinking about it. And if that's the case, <laughs> you know, what's to say they're not? It, there's not parts of us that are actually, although we've released things, Even, you know, even in the invisible body, there's been a release. Has that been fully taken in and has that environment been nurtured for those cells to regenerate and create that new version of you? You know, I was thinking, you know, I've seen people, like I've said, you know, lose weight, go on these kind of lifestyle changes and their entire reality has changed. And it's just there. It's because they've changed the environment on a micro level And it's then reflected in the macro. And I guess, like I said at the start of this, before we started recording, my intention here really is to kind of open this dialogue. And like, we are students in this space. Like I will never claim to know it all. And I really love learning around all this. And for me, like what happens with my clients and what happens with people around me and different things that happen, like it's so interesting for me because I'm like, what, what is actually What is that? What is happening right there? Because it's so, there's so much we don't know about the world and there's so little research out there that I guess is readily available for us to really dive into. And I guess we have to piece it all together, your science mind and my understanding of energetics. What have you felt? Because you've had so many shifts in your life. What have you felt has been, because you you know, you're living in this beautiful location now doing this really amazing job, you know, got a few things on the side. Like what do you feel has kind of been the thing that has created the shift apart from obviously the decision to do that? Has it been practices? Has it been like analyzing your beliefs? We've done healings as well, I guess, but what has, what do you feel like that kind of thing in your life is that's really kind of anchored you 
there's probably lots of things. <laughs> like I said, I'm always learning. So it's like a cumulative, like even when I'm talking, I know you spoke on not claiming to know it all and I'm coming from the exact same point of view. Sometimes I speak as if I know it all because <laughs> because as a, I'm going to say as a German but as who I am, I s- speak kind of like if I don't know, I hypothesize, like I put a theory out there. A lot of this will be like that because like we were saying, there's no studies on this kind of thing. Just before we had our retreat, Mads, in Exmouth, I did a NLP, neurolinguistic, like five-day intensive course. But in it, the most powerful thing, NLP helped understand, and it's great, there's still more to learn in that world for myself. The timeline therapy that I did, which is similar to some of the works, practices you use, And I have a feeling that that inspired a lot because one of the things I actually decided to do at that course, and I released the fear around that, was to move. And I put a date on it. So I actually kind of like, and there was a decision as well, like we won't play that down, but it was, and the reason I say we won't play it down is because I almost like hesitated on the decision at one point about timing. And as soon as I hesitated, I felt like, like I felt that anxiety where it was like uncertainty but then as soon as I was like nope I'm going it felt good again but when I was unsure it didn't so I was like I'm just going to own my decision like and oh I have to say this as well I don't know where it came up but I remember when I said I own my decision there was a point around that time that I was like if I ever get a tattoo I would get like the little arrows on my pointer finger for like direction and it would be like you know like there's no one path just kind of keep changing your direction like you know they talk about the airplanes that are off their path 97 percent of the time but every minute they're redirecting their path so I was just like I'm not going to go anywhere if I keep questioning my decision just make decision own it move through with it like put a timeline on it so that you actually have to follow up, put it out there so you have to be accountable because accountability is very core for me to actually get things done. I've realised very, (laughs) I've realised to embrace more recently. But yeah, so having that, owning that direction because if it's wrong, you just turn around, you just change, you just go right instead of left. Like we know how to drive around a road. It might be a really long roundabout, but like you can get back there eventually. Um, but yeah, and I guess part of that is in checking in with yourself to make sure it's in alignment because if if you don't do that, then you get a lot further down the road before you realise you should have turned around or you should have taken a turn. So I love that. It's like that decision and then committing to the decision and the thing that throws you off that path is the limiting beliefs, right? But then I guess when I look about, like look at the energetics of it, You know, we're also dealing with interdimensional interference. We're dealing with like actual energetic blocks that are held within the field, all of these types of things. However, still saying that, I know for a fact that people without any energy healing, without any awareness of them having interdimensional attachments, spirits in their field, any energy blocks, projections they've internalized, you know, any of this kind of stuff. Really, if you can hold yourself on that track, on that path, keeping yourself at a vibration that is in resonance with that, anything in the way of that falls away because it's not in resonance with it. I mean, we're looking at the universe as like this beautiful song and there's, you tune into different, I guess, rhythms within this beautiful song. And if you have a certain decision or you decide to change yourself or change a path or whatever it might be in life, you know, manifest something, you're aligning yourself to that frequency and anything, I mean, anything that is not in alignment with that has to fall away if you can hold that vibration i mean if you look at even just i've joined this beautiful like abundance circle which is so new to me but it was so interesting because when i when i stepped into that space it's like i just kind of clocked in with this like resonance of all the people in that space 
And from there, like so many abundant things started happening because I started being like, this is possible. This is amazing. Like it was like this whole coming from this new space of, yeah, being really supported and held. And then all of these different things in my life started to eventuate and I felt really abundant, really, you know, really blessed, really lucky. I was, I was kind of in this, in this space, I guess you could say. And it was just purely from making a decision to kind of align myself to that frequency. You know, it was really, really interesting to watch it all happen. And Again, like speaking about like instrumental interference, like that's a whole other topic, but I know that certain negative beliefs and emotions and mostly like our emotions and feelings are really kind of like food source for these things, right? And they want to set up situations so that you continue to feel certain ways and you stay in that certain vibration. But if you can like recognize that and recognize where the blocks are or where you feel like you're a bit ick or there's just that thing that's coming up and you actually realign it, like we're so powerful. Our spirit is so powerful that we can actually stay on that path still. And like, you know, everything can kind of fall away if it's not in resonance. So it's like even without energetics, even without like timeline therapy, even without all of this kind of modality stuff, really, I mean, at the core of it, maybe it is just decision. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Maybe this is all wrong, but could it just be decision and a commitment to that, you know, really being clear on what you want, where you're going, who you want to be, what character you want to play in this life, whatever it might be, and holding that. Maybe it's just as simple as that. And that's why so many people get so many shifts just simply from daily practice, you know, meditation, yoga, you know, all these different kind of manifestation practices, diet changes, drinking good water, you know, all of these things have vibrational resonance to the things that are blocking us, chemicals in our water and all that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's really interesting thinking about that and I love that you shared that breaking point I feel like that's the whole topic in itself like that that breaking point because it's like does that come from a place of fear (laughs) and is that you know can we actually create from a place of love yeah that's a good point because like as I was saying often we're going away from pain which is fear fear of that but you have to actually have something you're going towards. So that's where the vision, the manifesting, the like, you know, scripting, those kind of practices or talking about what you want to achieve, which is something I didn't say, but this place that we, I'm going to say manifested. I asked Seb to help me manifest because he has so much, so little resistance that he's really good at it. (laughs) And like within three weeks of living in a, beautiful boat shed we have a spot on the lake in the water in not in the water but basically (laughs) and I before moving had in my mind a beautiful waterfront space I was working a couple of days in a pathology lab because that's what I was studying in and I wanted to delve into that working from home I had no idea how any of that was going to actually happen and it turned out that I ended up getting a job working from home in a completely unrelated field, but has taught me so much, especially in discipline and, and, and really pulling out my creative in a flow kind of way. But that's again, a topic for another day, but I had that. And then out of nowhere, a job, not out of nowhere, but felt like out of nowhere, a job that I'd applied for like months prior to even deciding to move and interviewed for, they called me and they're like, Hey, do you want two days a week in the lab? And I was like, Like, how do you just manifest two days a week in a lab? Like, that's so, like, out there, well, you would think, but it wasn't to me because I was like, normally you'd, like, go full time and you'd, like, slowly drop out or you go whatever. But, like, it's just really magical how that happened. And I just wanted to put that in there just for the power of that vision because that was there. And I don't remember how many, I think I spoke to people about how I'd love to do a couple of days a week, a couple at home, but I didn't know what homework looked like. I didn't know what the lab looked like. I really wanted to live. I loved Merriweather. That's kind of like 45 minutes from where, 35 minutes from where I am, close to where I work. 
so I get to be there in my lunch breaks and it's just like Whoa! so I just have to say that because that's kind of like I guess it's like yes that fear triggers it of fear, pain but to bring you back into residence you have to have an epic pleasure to move towards like epic vision yeah I love that you know I keep thinking there was this sort of I guess vision spirit sort of gave me and it was around manifesting you know clearing blocks and manifesting and one of the things I noticed was I cleared a lot of blocks around abundance and like not taking sort of like being a victim in my life and things like that where it's sort of like why me why is this happening why can't I have this abundance why can't I have this life that I want to live I cleared so much of that like it was like over the course of like two months just seeing triggers come up and then diving into them the funny thing was nothing really happened so nothing happened for like a couple of months probably a little bit longer until I actually sat down and started doing some, I guess, manifestation. It wasn't so much scripting, but I was more kind of jotting down things that I really love in my life presently and things that I wanted more of and things that I wanted to bring in. And it was so interesting. I literally wrote, I can't actually remember the exact example, but it was so interesting because I wrote this sentence down And it was so funny. Like I remember it so clearly. I wrote this sentence down and I came out of the room and Ash, for those who don't know, Ash is my husband. Ash said, blah, 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 whatever it was. And I was like, wait, what? And it was like this instant manifestation, right? And I sat with, I was shocked to begin with. Like, what is this woo-woo magic? Which part of this podcast is I want to really be dismantling the idea that there are miracles (laughs) and that we are just in a miracle and it's just really understanding universal law. I sat with it and I was like, ah, so what happened was that I cleared blocks, right, from this, you call it timeline, I call it time track, right? I cleared blocks from this time track, but I hadn't actually created the new time track I wanted to be on. And the way I saw sort of saw it was like these energy cords kind of like going out and sort of like, you know, with your arrow sort of shooting out to where you're wanting to be. And I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, like the brain and like the neuro neurological. Oh, yeah. and and like, then they call them dendrites. Yes. <laughs> like I'm visualizing that as like energy and it's, you know, I think part of it is, is that you can clear these trauma, struggles, blocks, beliefs, but if you haven't got a clear vision of where you actually want to go, I mean, you could remain stagnant because it's like the energy's got nowhere to move and everything's moving. Everything's always in motion, right? And, and everything is energy. So if the energy hasn't got anywhere to move, <laughs> you know, it's like you clear all these blocks, but then where are you then shooting this you know infinite energy that you have coming through so yeah I just really love that because I know that you've always been like a big one for like vision boards I never could get into it I don't know why I just I mean that's the thing like you did at one point because I remember it oh really yeah I network marketing you were like look at all this oh yeah I mean network marketing is so good for that kind of stuff I guess I do in a sense I am visual, like if I put lots of plants around my house, I feel really abundant. <laughs> but it's it's like I do need to get more into the visuals. But again, it's it's sort of like being, I mean, the visuals invoke an emotion which invokes like this energy. I think it's just what invokes your energy to then see what's possible. And I know like people talk about, I think her name is Lacey Phillips. She's incredible. I've listened to a few of her podcasts. She t- speaks about expanders. So you like look at different people doing different things and you see them as expanders. So it's like, that's possible for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this whole kind of expanding your awareness, which I really understand from an energetic side of things. Cause I know that if you receive knowledge from someone who truly believes in something, the energy behind that is a lot more significant and potent than if you hear the same information from someone who doesn't believe rat shit about what they're talking about, right? And so 
yeah, it's just like this really cool kind of, there's lots of different ways, I guess. This is kind of turned into like a, a manifestation chat, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, really that's what it is because we are always creating. And I think there is this kind of idea of manifestation being a thing and yeah. people are good at manifesting or not good at manifesting, but that's like absolute BS because we are all always manifesting like we are always creating whether it's good bad or ugly so it's sort of like this strange topic because it's seen as a skill (laughs) when really all it is is I guess people being clear about what they want and clearing things that no not even clearing things just committing to it isn't it which is what we've come to in this in this time I think if like one thing that came up, and I wrote it down because my brain is can be scattery because <laughs> I'm like, all the things. Um, but it was the awareness, like you just said, like quotation, people are, some people are, think they're bad at manifesting. In reality, if they would think that, it's probably because they're not checking in with themselves. So that's on that topic. But also just in general, you mentioned a little while back about you know, the body's doing its own thing. It's amazing. It's like freaking fabulous. So imagine how much more fabulous it could be if you actually gave it more attention, more intentional awareness. And I think that's one of the things that is really potent in people who have practices like you were talking about. So it may not be any modalities. It's just they're actually just checking in with what they're feeling, what they're needing, what they what feels off what doesn't that comes back to resonance like whether in line with it or not and I think that's crucial like once you've had made that decision it's like and committed to it I guess it goes hand in hand with committing to it you actually have to commit to yourself in terms of checking into yourself constantly and that's something I've been doing a lot more of recently since feel like I was going through a washing machine um, and I was like I need to make like bring some more structure calm the chaos one would say and that was a big thing is realizing how much our body is speaking to us energetically and physically but not just our body like as our mind and our body are one but how that like what's happening there is a representation of what's happening in your energetic field and those together is a representation of what you're kind of things you're going to manifest because you're in resonance with it. So you can be all in the energy field, but if you're not also checking in with yourself physically, they're linked, like they're one. I have no idea where that came from, but it just kind of... (laughs) (laughs) You kind of, it was perfect because we've kind of come full circle again Mm. because that was one of the things we're really starting with was sort of those changes to our environment and you know, really checking in with your body because it's, I mean, your body is actually showing you where you are out of alignment energetically. I mean, it's always showing you even like, I always think I, I find kinesiology and, you know, Chinese medicine and all of those kind of ways of looking at the body so incredible and so accurate. Louise Hay, another beautiful example of that kind of thing. Like your body is actually always speaking to you. And even in the case of you bumping your toe or your ankle or, you know, in those kind of cases, you know, cutting your finger, like there's actually a message there for you. And it's where you're out of alignment, you know, with your spirit and with true resonance with where you're supposed to be we forget about our body a lot and it is one of those things that again without you know you don't even have to look at any of the modalities if you actually just are slow enough and conscious enough and in the present moment enough to actually hear and feel and commune with your body I mean really that's we are our own healers we are it's just always communicating with us and even without knowing any of the connections between the the body and emotions and the chakra system and all of that really just sitting with the body 
and being in that moment. I mean, just a couple of months ago, I was like running into, running around the house like a crazy person just trying to get stuff done. And I banged my ankle or like that the door like caught my ankle as I was like running past and straight away I stopped and I was like, right. But with even without even checking in with it, I was like, I'm going too fast. I'm not in the present moment. I'm not even here. I'm not even in my body. <laughs> I love as well how you said the door caught my ankle instead of my ankle caught the door. <laughs> it's like it could have been both. The wall might have been wanting you to uh, like, um, We're connected to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. They were talking. <laughs> the other day I was looking outside to the window like after meditating and I was kind of picturing the tree branch as like my limb and I was like, <laughs> I don't know, connecting with it in this really strange way and it was sort of this consciousness shift which happens a lot for me of this real sense of we are truly connected to everything. I mean that's how I sort of speak to the spirit of everything. I mean there was one time when my consciousness shifts shifted so much. I was literally communing with furniture in my friend's house. Like I could tell I was like, this seat is grumpy. Like it doesn't look <laughs> sat on. And she was like, that's so funny. No one ever sits on that seat. And it's, it's like this really, you know, beautiful like interaction of like, you know, the spiritual things, but, you know, coming back to the body, like your body, it, you know, it has this, this way of communicating with you. And if you're not listening, it gets louder and louder and louder <laughs> until you listen. It's like a multi-layer message. There's like that physical. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had a really sore back the other week and I know, I don't know, I have my theories of why <laughs> physical, certain physical, chemical, emotional stresses and me neglecting my body. Hence why I realised it was like a, a painful <laughs> wake up nudge to remind me to to you need to do something about this it can't just be like just go 100 miles an hour and stop at 100 you know anyway but the multi-layer is kind of like yes there's a physical thing what's actually structurally happening that my chiropractor explains to me <laughs> but then there's that layer of where the intentions needed in your body and it's sometimes not always in that one spot. Like, for example, in network spinal analysis, there can be other points that need to be woken up for that to also be communicated. Or you can use other points of the body and forces in other points of the body to direct it to where to kind of connect your brain body. That's kind of just a really rough my example of working with an NSA chiropractor for about three or four years. So <laughs> don't quote me on it. But then there's that other layer. So that's like where you physically need attention. And then there's like energy where your energy needs attention. So that's where the chakras and the like the meridians come into it from more Eastern practices. And then this is there's the emotional layer as well, which is like that again connecting you know physical parts of the body to emotions and how that shows up which I haven't I don't have a wealth of knowledge on but it's even talking to my Cairo and I was explaining things to her about what happened in my body and I, what I could link it to and she's like oh just so interested we just have chats about all these kind of amazing things and she's really interested herself in learning how or in looking into how we physically hold on to emotions in our body because it's like, how do you study that? <laughs> like, what? The, there's reason that it's there's not much study there, like <laughs> because it's freaking confusing. In this state of mind, like in in our reality, in this dimension, <laughs> it's confusing to study. Yes, I love that you brought that up because I was actually thinking about my process with my own healing, which. I guess began, we're, I guess we're always kind of healing and coming back to our clearest and most aligned version. But when I guess the most prominent part of my healing journey started was when I developed a cyst on my ovary. As you know, there was a whole process that I went through with that, which I won't share here right now. But what I want to get to is I had the, the cyst in 2018 and I think it was only last year late last year 
that I had, I was doing a lot of different energetic work and previous to that, there was dietary changes, you know, that, that there's a whole other story to that in itself. But it was so interesting for me because I started seeing my chiropractor here who is incredible. I actually, yeah, for those who don't know, I actually work out of his clinic now. But I was seeing him more regularly than I usually would. Like I was seeing him every week as opposed to, you know, once every fortnight or a month. And then there was time and then it got to the point where I was seeing him twice a week. And so what happened with that was there was sort of like this unraveling and shifting within me that was sort of instigated by these changes and what kept coming up and you'll understand this lingo and for all those chiropractors out there <laughs> might understand my L3 and T3 were coming up all the time like every time there was something else happening there and I just you know straight off the bat was like I want to know what chakra that's linked to and where there could be an energetic connection And sure enough, if you look at the kind of organs that are linked to different parts of the spine, there was a connection to the throat chakra and the sacral chakra. And if, you know, without going too much into my journey, my healing journey, I mean, those were really the two kind of areas that were coming up the most through that journey with with my PCOS. With PCOS not being, I will say, the root cause of that coming into play. You know, that's something I can go into another time. But what happened from there, it was as if I had shifted. And this is where I started to get more interested about the science side of things as well, which I had previously, but this was really, I was like, I want to know it all now. I had shifted the energetics. I had shifted a lot of emotional stuff, you know, not just linked to my PC, so much kind of sacral chakra stuff you know, speaking my truth, the courage around expressing my emotions, all of this kind of stuff. I'd done a lot of energy work. And then I had all of this energy. It was insane. All of this old energy that I almost had no label for anymore come up again, just randomly purge itself through my body after this session. So what happened was I I ended up seeing him three times in 24 hours. And in the morning, I saw him early morning before he flew out again. And I just sat there and just cried. I had no sort of connection to the tears. Like I sort of had an understanding because I knew that we were working in that area. So I knew that that was coming up. And I guess my spirit knew exactly what was going on but I was sort of in this space where I was just crying and my body was having this full on physical release. And to kind of help with the integration, I kind of lay down and did a bit of like work on my invisible body and had some really incredible things come through. But afterwards, like I really felt this beautiful kind of balancing that sort of happened between like my masculine and feminine, maybe even the left and right hemisphere of my brain. I'm not sure. I don't understand what really happened, but something really deeply shifted. I thought about it. I was like, this is so interesting because there was something still stored there or my body was still in a state of holding on, even though I had shifted around the energetics and the emotional side of things, there was still something there in my body that still needed to be released. And it was just this really interesting moment for me because I was like, wow, there's so many levels to this healing. And maybe that was the journey spirit wanted to take me on. You know, maybe that was, it was all divinely kind of orchestrated, but it was this really, yeah, profound kind of moment where I was like, there is just so many connections to releasing old stuff. Like it's really, it's not just one layer. There's so much to it. Not to say that I couldn't have shifted that physically without a chiropractor, but I think that we really do have these healers and this knowledge in the world to kind of facilitate this this healing. I'm an advocate too. <laughs> yeah, like chiropractic is energetics I mean we forget that we are it's working on the physical I guess the missing component maybe with 
chiropractic is that integration of like the emotional or like the I guess the conscious integration of the emotions attached to what's being released it's like a subconscious conscious yeah and I know some chiropractors who I can think of one or two that are good with that and it takes like conversation after treatment about Mm -hmm. what actually has come up but yeah it's not it's not always the center of it but I from what I have experienced from market research (laughs) and other that most chiropractors especially from their study understand it Mm. but are more focused on the physical modality of it but they understand the holistic side of life if that makes sense yeah yeah I guess that's I mean it comes back to that point like everyone's kind of shifting and realigning themselves in their own way and there's all these different ways to go about it and I think that's going to be the beauty of like the next, you know, 50 onward years of the health and healing world is there's going to probably be this kind of collaboration that will start to happen and kind of combining of information and, yeah, diving into things that we haven't before, you know, that kind of Aquarius innovative energy of uncovering and unpacking stuff that I guess in the past we've kind of compartmentalised in a way. Like there's so much in this world that we don't understand in the brain, in our body, in our cells. Like we were talking about, I want to be able to study how like emotions shift our body physically and how we hold them and like study when people make a decision and change their life, what happens. There's so much we don't understand. And I've realized that a lot through studying medical science that a lot of the study is to understand the body so that you can understand processes so that you can then manipulate those processes with drugs or other things it's not how do I understand this to enhance my body it's how do I be a mechanic (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but why I say that is there's so much I realized how much there is that we don't know that we know we don't know as well as what we don't know that we don't know and And I was just like, whoa, there's just like crazy. And I was like, the concept of higher power, God, universe and science actually marries up perfectly because that higher power is, I want to say smart, but that's a human term. insert (laughs) a term that encapsulates that that like there is like you say universal law behind it there's so many things that are like happening in our body like something might shift physically like I said that Mm -hmm. something might happen in our body and it could be a metaphor for us to change things it can be like an energy shift as well but for us to feel that pain, there's something physical happening. But it's like, why did that happen? You know, it's like what you take of that. It's like you're working with people and whatever's real or not, conscious brain's version of symbolizing something so that you can make that change, that's the most important part. And just realizing that there's so much we don't understand, but there's so much I want to say, like you said, it's like there's a miracle that, could be defined if we actually were smart enough to know how to define it, but we're not we're looking at the big picture. So I, this will be something that I'll definitely be doing some episodes about is the original way, you know, the Aboriginal Australians and their law that has been really all but lost through everything that's happened. It's not really held by many people anymore. As you were speaking, I was just seeing, like, it was so funny, like the energetics of the holographic universe, like the macro to micro, and you were saying how something shifts in your body and then I was sort of seeing shifts of the planet and, like, the seasons and, like, a tree falling down and, like, sort of this kind of, you know, like on a cellular level, this kind of reflection, which is really actually what is happening, this reflection of all that is within our body. I mean, how many times do you see people say, 
I'm feeling this right now. I'm going through this. I'm thinking about this. And like 80 other people, you know, you put out the 80 other people are going through this same thing. Like it's insane, but it's not like Mm -hmm. there's actually science. Well, do I want to say science? There's law behind it. I know. Yeah, is because science is our human version of understanding things there's probably a scientific explanation for it, but that's just based on the fact that science is looking at how things work and why they work that way. But, you know, again, human version of. Yes, there's a law behind it. This is a, this is a whole other topic in itself. Yeah. I feel like we could dive into this so much. Setting it up. <laughs> even after we finish this. Um, but, yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I just love that, yeah, how your mind works and how this had absolutely no direction but the most perfect direction ever. We had little bits of direction, remember the pointer finger? I mean, <laughs> every, every word was a new direction and we owned it and we went with it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. This is the work of a Gemini and Sagittarian in action. And for those people, like once I put this out there, like for those people, how can they find you? You can find me on most platforms. (laughs) Now let's list the platforms. (laughs) No. Um, Best connected on probably Instagram because I'm most active there. And my name is E-L-I-S-E-P-O-W-L-E-Y. Just that. It's just my name. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, if we don't do another whole episode now, we definitely will in the future. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for messaging me. So welcome. I love impromptu stuff. Woo. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.